On this episode of the Garden of Eden podcast, we say goodbye to 2019 and dive into our hopes and dreams for 2020. If you love the Garden of Eden podcast and want to see us grow, share the podcast with a friend, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, and leave us a review if it's on your heart. A quick thank you to our sponsor, Blendtec. New year, new healthy habits. Add a new Blendtec or Blendtec accessory to your routine using code EDEN. Healthiest for all and Blendtec is making it easier than ever. We vacation year-round, but why is it so hard to find a swimsuit? Akoya Swim has your back. Use code JessicaJadeYoga20 for 20% off of these beautiful, sustainable suits. Without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Garden of Eden podcast. My name is Eden. And I'm Jessica. Still Jessica. Um, this Still Jessica. This is the second time we recorded. The last time was a bit extra, so we reined it in, and now we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Who would we be if we weren't extra? Exactly. Extra in every sense of the word. <laughs> Have you been, ma'am? Uh, uh, ma'am of many vacations? Um... Whatever, just because I was in the Caribbean twice in 90 days. Hair flip. <laughs> uh, no, it's um, it's good to be home. There's no place like home, but it's also good to be <laughs> on vacation and have your breakfast made for you and somebody to make your bed and like not having to worry about bedtime and work and bills. So it's an adjustment, um, but I feel very blessed to have a lovely home to come back to and to have opportunities to see the world. Sounds like you need to find you a house husband to make your bed and make your (laughs) breakfast. I don't even want... Vacation every day. I don't even want a regular (laughs) husband, so we're good. (laughs) So a house husband is definitely off the table. Exactly. (laughs) How have you been, Miss Mover of Many Apartments? I know, right? So I'm moving (laughs) again. Um, It's only been, actually, it'll be eight months in my lease once I move. So I'm I'm almost at the end of it, I guess. But I've been good. I just had a birthday. I'm 31 now. Turn up. Woohoo! I know. I did very exciting birthday things, like look for new couches. So That's really stressful. Looking for new couches? Just new furniture in general, um, especially once you're in your 30s when you become an adult and you start thinking of furniture as an investment because you're like, I don't want to mm-hmm. buy another one of these for five to 10 years. So it just becomes a thing. Exactly. I'm between gray and royal blue, and it's just like a big thing. The royal blue one is the most comfy couch ever. It feels like you're having a hug when you lay down. It's like a blue um, velvet situation Ooh. and it's so comfy and the gray one's more like of an adult looking couch you know it's like an l-shaped couch or very adult very deep like if i sit all the way back in mm-hmm. it my just my feet are hanging off and i'm five four so i'm not like super tall or anything you're only five four um calm down over there i mean <laughs> i know i'm taller than you but i didn't realize you were five four and a half. Okay. I think you're more like five, 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 six. Yeah. <laughs> when they do me at the doctor. Oh, that sounded interesting. When they do me at the doctor. 
you know, <laughs> casting couch. Um, <laughs> they usually say I'm 5'4", um, but I feel like I'm, like, right in the middle. Okay. But, yeah, like, my, it's just, like, my ankle and my feet are hanging off, so it's, like, a very deep couch, the um, gray one, uh-huh. but it's just not as plush as the blue one, so it's, like... It's hard to decide. And like you said, it's an investment. I want to have this couch for... Why is this a fucking couch podcast? Uh, I don't know, but I'm digging it. This is a podcast I listen to. <laughs> I'm like, this is so stupid. Why are we going in depth about... Both of these couches can be found on roomstogo.com. <laughs> so, well, me and my boyfriend went... I went first, then I he came into town, so we went to sit and lay on them together to see what spacing is like and all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I'm excited to move. Every time I go to my new apartment, there are many deer, families of deer, just grazing by the swimming pool. Oh. Galloping by, through. By the swimming pool. The neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, the swimming pool's fenced in, but, like, there's a big lawn outside of it, so they just go and graze a bit. Okay. And it's just so cute. That sounds idyllic. I like it. I love a Bambi situation. I do, too. I do, too. <laughs> well, Eden, it's it's December already. Have you heard? It's Sagittarius season. <laughs> I, uh, one of my signs is Sagittarius. I think it's moon. No, yeah, moon. My, I'm a Sagittarius moon. My son is Sagittarius, and I'm on fire right now. Really? In what way? In always. I don't really like this it's energy. Just... <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> it's like my sassiest season. Like, during my actual sun season, I just feel like I'm, like, extra everything in my sign. Extra opinionated. Mm-hmm. Extra kind of neurotic a bit i and just i, like, I mean i i feel like this energy is definitely i don't like i don't really like the term sassy but i feel like i get <laughs> i get called sassy a lot and i just am like ah, uh, if i was a man you have nothing to say about my personality <laughs> but yeah just a little a little snappy i guess i i feel a little that energy. fiery i feel the sass. yeah a little a little fiery energy mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little different. Um, It comes and goes. But also, my rising is Virgo, so I tend to be just a bit, you know, fiery anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm a Virgo rising also. And then paired with, like, the bluntness of most Sagittarians, it's just, like, both of those together, I think, is a true reflection of me. Yeah, um, we're definitely, we're like the same in reverse on the, on the charts, Mm -hmm. but no, I can relate. I definitely, I know what you mean. Um, (laughs) the spiciness of both (laughs) signs come together. (laughs) They do. And, um, I definitely can relate to that. I feel like a little more bold without regret, (laughs) without thought, Yeah, you know, like I, but I'm a Libra moon. So with the Libra moon, I'm just a, a little bit. It reins me in so that I am rational and that I look at things analytically, but it also makes me a bit emotional. So it's a bit of everything mm. with those three signs, I think. Hmm. Interesting. Astrology is something yeah. I want to learn more about in 2020, uh-huh. in the new year, for sure. 
Uh, I, I feel like I'm a baby in my astrology knowledge, and I'm so fascinated by it. And I relate so much to my chart um, that I'd uh-huh. love to just know a little bit more about it. Yeah. What's your moon? Virgo. Oh, and then you're rising? Virgo. Oh. And then Sagittarius. So double Virgo. Yeah. And then Sagittarius. So I very... Wow. Um, the only thing I don't super relate to is Virgos are super organized and I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess I am organized like naturally in my brain, but then like with my, like Virgos are like naturally neat and clean. Um, not so much for me. I'm not like a filthy person. I'm just fairly disorganized with my physical, physical, <laughs> this physical form is so limiting. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds a lot like the Sagittarius part of you because yes. Sagittarius are very like, flighty and just like oh whatever it can be just let it be <laughs> but when it comes to details and like quick math and things like that I can be pretty precise naturally so yeah anyway let's start let's start this podcast let's talk about I know what we're gonna talk about do you want to introduce our topic yeah so the year is wrapping up like Jessica said Eden it is December (laughs) and then we went on this rant about couches and astrology (laughs) um we just thought we'd talk a little bit about like if we had goals for this year did we meet them um I might be talking more about that than Jessica but also just what we thought of the year, like what were our takeaways, just kind of a wrap up, um, things we want to take into the next year from this year, things we might want to leave behind from this year, just a general chat. And then maybe it'll get all of you guys thinking about the year or two and just a good time to reflect on everything that's happened. Hmm. It sounds so sad. (laughs) Does it? I don't know. I mean, it's good. It's like you. It's just the idea of talking about the the finality, uh, finality of things, like the end of the year. Like I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's the end, and but it's also a beginning. So the circle. And not only is it the end of a year, it's the end of a decade. Yeah, that's actually quite important. I think when you're living it, when you're going through it, you don't seem to. It doesn't phase you, but it's like a year or two after you're like, oh yeah, that was the end of a decade or the end of an era. I mean, and stepping back and it might be like really um, difficult to answer, but what do you (laughs) think is going to define this decade? Yeah, this decade, I mean, obviously like... I don't know, political, <laughs> politically, I think we know what's going to define this decade, but just kind of exactly. like what stands out if you could, I don't know, it's, it's hard because we're in it right now, but what could you see being yeah. like in 10 years time or five years time? What, what are we going to remember this, this decade for? Well, there's multiple things politically. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, Obama was after 2000 and what was that? 2008? Obama 08. I remember that bumper sticker. Uh, Yeah, it was just Um, three years ago, but he left office. Yeah, but he had two terms, but, you know, it all began before the decade, but, you know, still having a black president throughout that decade Mm -hmm. was really awesome. And then, you know, seeing Trump come into office and what that's done to our country. And I know people that listen to this probably all have varying opinions and beliefs on that, but 
um, that. And I also just think it was a big decade for the internet and like digital media influencers, all of that kind of thing in general, like the rise of the young self-employed. I also... The influencer. (laughs) (laughs) The influencer. Content creator. (laughs) The content creators. Buzzwords. Um, Yeah, those and like, you know, memes that will carry on forever from this decade and I was watching H3, which I have, like, various opinions on H3. Like, sometimes I like them, sometimes I don't. And they were talking about Antoine Dotson was, like, within this decade. Do you remember that? Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Hide your, Hide your wife. Yeah, exactly. Like, thinking of, like, the memes throughout this decade, it's, like, just it's such a silly-ass thing to think about. But, like, it was a great 10 years of, like, funny memes. Like, oh, my gosh. I feel like um, memes... Uh, the, the subculture of memes like it's a subculture like you're in or you're not mm-hmm. like you don't get it or you live by memes um, exactly I feel like and I I had expressed this a few years ago to a friend and then I heard a piece on NPR about it and I felt like really in tune <laughs> um, memes are a dialect it's it's a way to fill in where language fails it's a feeling it's an emotion it's funny it's sad it's uh it takes depressing topics and feelings and makes them highly relatable and um, reveals the humor or the light side to everything. I think they're so exactly. important. I think they're so important. Meme on. I think they are. And I think they're the light. Like you said, they're the lightness that we need sometimes because over, especially this decade, things have gotten really heavy. Things have gotten very serious <laughs> and I I miss like the lightness and the laughter and memes are that kind of just little bright thing that you can send in between friends where it's like your little space to have fun and be silly so absolutely yeah that's something that I thought of I don't know what do you think would be like our defining moments or like our theme of the past decade um uh oh overfilled eyebrows Bushy, bushy, oh. big eyebrows. So you're going to look back and oh, think yeah. it's like the third, second or third coming of that throughout the years. Um, memes, of course, like, ugh, so important. Um, <laughs> internet infamy. <laughs> um, gosh, so many things. Uh, weed culture. Uh, oh, yes. CBD. Like, we're, we're at a place in our country where um, I think there, there, you know, there's talks about uh, making marijuana legal recreationally, um, yeah, for the entire federal. company yeah, at a federal level, for the entire company, for the entire country <laughs> at a federal well, level. You're not completely wrong. Like the government does run us <laughs> as a company, and they're going to be profiting off of it. So they are kind of thinking of it in a business sense. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Um, trap music. <laughs> I think that we're going to completely be done with the trap in a few years. And like, that's what's going to define this, this, uh, this era musically, at least as far as pop music is concerned. I think this is really going to be known as um, the decade of DIY. Like you can do anything if you have the Internet. Uh, we've seen people build their empires from the ground up. Um, meme culture is affiliated with this, you know, like. Uh, everybody's on YouTube and, you know, I'm talking to a content creator right now on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 
I know. I mean, look I at us. I haven't been creating much, but. Look at us, like, making this podcast. Like, you know, we're just two, two ladies that decided to do this, and here we are doing it, and anybody in the world can listen to it if they wanted to. So exactly this uh, grassroots type uh, way of building your own career and a brand. Um, I imagine it's going to continue, but I think this is the decade it really started and um, making a difference. People started recognizing and, and noticing people who built their own name, their own. Um, yeah, they came to be on their own. Yeah. So. Kind of staying on this wavelength before we get into like our personal things that we took away from this decade. Um, Jumping forward into 2020, what are like your predictions for like the next year? Not personally, just like politically. I don't mean like getting into like voting and things, but I mean like with companies, are they going to step up and do things about climate change? Do you think it things will change with how um, sensitive people are about certain topics? Like, do you think it's going to continue on the same role that we're on now, like with PC culture and like all of that kind of stuff? Or do you think that things are going to change in the next year? Well, I think things have changed a lot in the past couple of years, um, especially given um, the political climate, Um, Donald Trump and his cabinet I think have given a lot of people who felt um, they couldn't speak up um, out of fear it's given them a lot of bravery and a platform to kind of speak to so I in that sense I think things have changed a lot already a lot of us um, outside of those circles of people and groups I think have been a little shocked (laughs) at at what's still lurking (laughs) you know some more so than others right um depending on how you live the life and how you live your life and how you look navigating through this world, you're exposed to um, a lot of different things that are out there. But I think a lot of the, I don't know if it's going to improve, I guess was what I'm trying to say. I think it's, it's moving forward. Um, so I don't have any prediction there. I don't think there's going to be a drastic change um, until something really, really terrible happens. Um, and I'm not just talking politically, I'm talking about globally as well. Like we're facing this threat of global warming, destroying our, our world that we live in, right? Sea levels rising, record temperatures all around the world. I mean, it felt like at one point everyone was having an ice storm or some kind of a winter storm. Like for work, I talked to people all over the world and everybody was having some kind of extreme weather, Um, so it's not just like the news, like just talking to people, like it seems like something's different. I don't know. I do feel like, um, economically, like (laughs) capitalism is so ingrained in our culture here in the United States and the Western hemisphere, even maybe most of the world. I don't think it's going to change overnight. I think it's going to take like, another 10 years. (laughs) It's going to take something really terrible happening, right? It's going to take us losing a coast. A major city or something like that for people to actually um, not have their purse strings as their first priority because that's really what it is we're talking about a few people that run the world like economically speaking right that have the money not Mm -hmm. wanting to impact change because they don't want to impact their wealth in a negative way 
So I feel like that's not going to change anytime soon. <laughs> Pretty negative. But as far as predictions, it's like tech. I get it. Technology and stuff like that. I'm waiting for us to be like using those little phones that they project the screen onto any surface you're looking at. I'm waiting for that. Like those phones that you see in all the sci-fi movies for the last five or 10 years. I'm predicting that for the yeah. next 10 years. I'm ready. So just to end it on a lighter note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess mine is pretty deep, too. I'm, I mean, I guess this is more of a hope than a prediction, but that this year is like the rise of the ego influencer. I, there are like a handful of girls out there that I really love that talk about like low waste and zero waste. And I know that's not something that everyone can do, but I think every little bit that everyone can do is important. Um, but I'm hoping that this year is where there's a shift from the responsibility being on the consumer in it moving to the company it has to the to. companies that it has to it, the consumers can't do it alone and i'm hoping that this is the real year this is really the year that you know little greta that goes out there and chains herself to things and does these speeches about how she's a child and she shouldn't have to give up her childhood to fight for this stuff but the earth is important enough for her i hope that this is the year that those voices are elevated and that people really start to note that and change starts to happen. And I also feel like the coming years, people are going to, not even people, companies, we're already kind of seeing the change with Instagram rolling it out so that you can't outwardly see likes of other people's posts um, that I a lot of social media is going to change in the way that they display likes in the way that they allow us to post content, the types of subjects they allow us to post Um especially like YouTube has always kind of been this free speech space. I feel like YouTube is going to have to and I've already kind of seen it with like how they are um making sure that ads aren't promoting to children and that if um, a channel has child content that the ads can't be personalized towards children and um, that kind of thing on YouTube, them taking more hate speech off of YouTube. So I feel like the whole internet ecosystem is going to become a little less toxic in the next few years. Um, and I think that's because of all of the like mental health um, stories we've heard with like kids basing their value on the amount of likes they get and all this kind of stuff or people falling down these deep holes of like hate stuff on YouTube and almost like becoming brainwashed from that stuff. So I think that social management companies I guess are noticing that there's less human interaction and more internet interaction and trying to find a way to make sure that that's like safe for everyone yeah I think that's that's a nice hope to have <laughs> I, I mean as a grown ass woman like as an adult using social media um I'm wise enough and I grew up in my formative years without it so yeah. I can recognize what's not real <laughs> when it's impacting mm -hmm. how I feel. You know, jealousy is, you know, you see people doing things and living their life a certain way and they look so magical and happy. Like I can recognize 
if that feeling starts to sink in and it doesn't take a long for it to happen, <laughs> but I'm really good at pulling <laughs> myself away from that as an adult. I can't imagine being like 17 right now. Like, are yeah. you kidding me? Like, that's so much. Or to adults with. that don't have that self-awareness, right, you know, right. Or um, and the uh, experience in life to know that this shit is fake. <laughs> that exactly. nobody does backbends with makeup on. <laughs> like people don't sit around exactly. in their bra and beautifully done hair and silk chiffon robe in their perfectly clean bedroom. Like this is all staged. And as an adult, we can recognize that. As a kid, yeah. you might think that that's what adulthood looks like or that's what success looks like or whatever. So... I really hope that, um, yeah, I hope that the internet does become a less toxic place for people. Yeah. And just knowing like that it's still important to have those relationships in person is personable as influencers are. And as much as they put out there, you only know what they post. You don't know them. And the internet gives you, it almost makes I don't want to use the word voyeuristic, but it, is. it gives you like this. It's completely okay, voyeuristic. Then, okay. It gives you this, you feel like an insider. So you feel like, you know, so then you feel like you are personally affected by whatever the person does. But like, I hope it, that at some point the way that things are changing, it gives people that awareness that like, you don't you don't know that person and what they do shouldn't affect you because you know you, you guys aren't personal friends even though it might feel that way or what have you absolutely and i i do commend um the folks personalities on the internet um that are really open and sharing their life that also show the negative signs that talk about when they're having a difficult time. Um, I appreciate that. And I hope that that trend continues to grow where people are just open and honest. And um, like for me, that's something I struggle with. I know I have an Instagram account. I have eyes on me, um, but I'm still very shy and I don't share a lot. And I certainly don't share a lot of personal information. <laughs> um, and I know that people are if they're on my Instagram, it's not necessarily for who I am because I don't share a whole lot of that. It's more for what I inspire in them. Um, um, my image, just my representation of being in a wellness space. Um, so I try my best to keep that real. Like, you know, I don't, I don't really dress up for my photos. I don't put makeup on. I want to make it as authentic as possible. Um, because that's the way I relate to people. Um, and I don't want to paint a fake picture of what my life looks like. So I hope that that trend continues because um, it definitely gives me confidence to be a little more open with my audience. Yeah, I like that. So what are some of the things that you like this year? Like some of your highs? Top? Are we doing top your... fives? Do you have a top five? I might just have a top few. I'm not sure how many. I haven't counted. <laughs> I can go first if you want. Um, yeah, go first. Yeah, you go first. Answer um, your own question, Eden. <laughs> yeah. So this year, what is this? 2019. Man, they just kind of all run together after a while. So it's a little bit hard to tell. What happened this year? Yeah, now that you're it? now that you're over officially, really over thirty, over the hill, memory's not so good I anymore. I know. 
I know. Now I'm just sledding down that sucker. <laughs> so, um, well, I got certified to become a yoga instructor this year. That was definitely a high for me. Um, I was on my first panel this year um, as an influencer for in my professional job. I've done like many of panels for the NAACP. I've done a lot of stuff as well. But this is like my first thing on behalf of like me, not on behalf of like professional organizations. So that was really nice. Um, I. Huh. What else? There has to be more highs than that, I'm sure. Mm. I mean, those were like my top couple. I mean, I traveled eat, some eat this year. a year is not a long time, so. I know, true, it's right? Really not. I'm like, what else did I do? <laughs> I'm like, I traveled some. I felt like my relationships got stronger, like my friendships and my intimate relationships got stronger this year. I felt like I had to be stronger emotionally this year because my dog is getting old and it's really, it's like really difficult watching your pets age. So I felt like that brought about a different kind of like maturity and rationality in me than I would have had in previous years. And I think that all I can like applaud yoga for that because I feel like in previous years, I just would have been a mess around a lot of the things that were happening this year, um, like with my dog and all that kind of stuff. But um, the yoga really works, man, like just meditating and being mindful and like knowing how to feel my feelings, but also knowing how to take action at the same time. So it was a really good year for me growing. Very nice. That's a lovely list. Thanks. <clears throat> I think um, <laughs> before we started recording, we were talking about how I wasn't really prepared for this. <laughs> so I've been kind of scanning <laughs> the last year. And I'm like, was that this year? Was that last year? Um, I think probably for me, um, just... Like, I haven't been instructing yoga for that long. I think at this point, it's only been a year and a half. But I have taught consistently um, since I graduated from the program. So I've got this this practice, this experience with teaching for the last year and a half. And I remember the first week, I remember the first class I taught as an official instructor um, being, like, so nervous. I was sick. And... I just recently, within the last few months, have felt very comfortable. Um, like I've come in, not comfortable, like, like oh, this is so easy, but like not sick anymore. <laughs> not, um, and, and really comfortable with my voice. I feel like I've come into my voice and it feels authentic. Because uh, like one of my biggest fears in the world is like being a poor, uh, a poor, um, uh, a poor example of somebody else, like, uh, my words are failing me right now, but, um, yeah, like you're imitating yes, someone a poor else. imitation of somebody else. Like, and I just feel like I have this voice, this authentic voice. And I mean, definitely thanks to, um, some of the people that I've had in my life, my instructor, Ashley McKeechee and some other folks who really nurtured me and encouraged me, like in a way that really helped me. Um, so I've just, I felt at peace with that. Like I've really come into this voice and I'm still developing it, but, 
Um, I see clearly where I stand and what's authentic to me and what isn't. Um, So really just coming into that role has been really phenomenal this year. Um, I was invited to teach at Bonnaroo this year, which is, uh, it's kind of like Coachella. It's in Tennessee though. It's outside of Nashville. And that was like an incredible experience. Like I hope that I get more opportunities like that, but that was definitely highlight of the year, (laughs) if not of the decade. (laughs) Um, I got to travel a few times. Um, and I think that's, that's really it. Am I missing anything? Cause you seem to have better tabs on my life than me. Um, you got to spend a lot of time with me. <laughs> spend a lot of time with Eden. <laughs> oh, I think I've, um, accepted. Another thing that was big this year is I accepted that I have to cry sometimes. Like sometimes it's okay. I don't know why I felt like I feel guilty about getting emotional all the time but like really giving myself that space like when I feel it coming on and letting people know that I'm feeling emotional so that like it doesn't come out as anger or misunderstanding or something like that um yeah I think that's beautiful yeah thank you yeah I think there's a lot of beauty in that yes thank you I do too and it just feels good and it's not always sad it's just that emotional release you know Oh, I cry a lot, which I don't come across. I don't come across as a crier. I don't think, and I don't cry a lot in most circumstances. But I cry a lot, like with the people that I love, because I get very passionate, and it it's like passion to the point of tears type of thing. Um, <laughs> just a sensitive soul around love. Um, so yeah, I definitely cry and. But it's so weird because I read this book by Kelly Catrone a long time ago. You know, Kelly Catrone, she runs People's Revolution. They do a lot of, like, fashion shows um, in New York and L.A. And the title of her book is called If You Have to Cry, Go Outside and All of the Other Things Your Mother Never Told You. And I felt like that, like, hard-ass kind of thing that she taught in that book really it served me well for a while and it helped me like climb in my career for sure but like on a personal level um you don't want to put up walls like that so it's like definitely the balance but I remember even giving that advice like seeing someone cry at work and being like go go to the back alley and come back when you're done just because I know like it sucks but in a room full of men that you want to get promoted in they do see it as weakness, even though it's just human nature, you know? Um, so I don't know. It's just, int- none of this has a point, just <laughs> thoughts that came about. It did remind me of one it. other thing though. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm proud of or happy of or achieved this year. <laughs> um, I saw, I spent a lot of time, um, self-pleasuring for the first time in my oh. life. And, um, I don't really remember. I think there's something I read or listened to that really inspired it. And I can't remember what it was, but, um, I have like, I've, you know, like most of us, I have some sexual hangups. So I've unpacked some of that, or at least tried to unpack some of that. And that's kind of led me to, um, down a path of discovering my, my, how, what makes me, what makes me tick. (laughs) 
<laughs> in a sexual way, like what turns me on. And I have, you know, spent some time getting in touch with that part of myself, no pun intended. And I really kind of like discovered my <laughs> orgasms, like in a new way, like like the different types and self-pleasuring is a lot different than being with a partner and it yeah. has helped my uh, partner time be a lot better, more effective and more fulfilling. And so that was like a really big breakthrough this year and it's not like I was having terrible sex like prior to this year, but it probably wasn't the best and it definitely could have been better and it was 100% me, my responsibility, my thing. And I feel like um, made leaps and strides getting connected to that part of myself this year. And it has made a huge difference in my stress, like everything. It's it's made a improve. It's been an improvement in my life <laughs> outside of the bedroom as well. So mm, amen to that. Yes. Amen to that. I thought that that was something that should not be left unspoken. So thanks for yeah, reminding me. I got that. What was that one that you had posted about that you got on Amazon? Oh, the, the, the Satisfier. The Satisfier. So I have this one vibrator that I love and I use all the time. And it's just like a little, it, I think it's called the Princess Vibe or something like that. And I had lost it for like a week. And I was Wait like, a minute. <laughs> Back up. Who loses a sex hmm. toy? Where, where was it? Where were you using it? Where, where, were you traveling you with it? Like, who, how do you lose it? No, <laughs> I don't know. My bed swallowed it or something. Oh, okay, okay. So I like couldn't find it. It wasn't like the normal places, like under my pillow. Like it hadn't fallen behind. Like I couldn't find it anywhere. So like a whole week, and I was like, so then I tell my boyfriend, I'm like. Jessica posted about this other sex toy, and I need you to order it for me on Amazon. <laughs> I can't find mine. Yeah. And? Because I like it. It's a little strong for me. Even on the number one? I Well, I haven't tried it on the number one. I've tried it, like, maybe, like, the three-ish. But it's just a little bit strong for me. So I have been itching to do podcasts about sex and stuff. Um, <laughs> so I think that this is a good segue into some future podcasts. If yeah. anybody listening uh, is really into these things, if anybody has a product that they have tried, um, a technique, anything like that, send it to us. We would love to talk about and explore. And I definitely have a lot to say about the topic, <laughs> about that yeah. particular toy and toys in general. And it's just like anything else. Once you... If you lose something and then you buy something new, you find the old thing. Right. Every time. So I found my old vibrator. So I just went back to using that because it's my favorite. It's your favorite. Um, yeah. So I found the one that I bought, the Satisfier, under my bed the other day. And I was like, I need to give this another go and like see if I like it. I used it maybe twice and it was just not painful. It's, uh, That's not the, just very intense. Yeah, a little too much. Yeah, a little too much. So I've been just using my old faithful like I do. And like, I love it because I never have to charge it. I feel like I can go like a year without charging that thing. And then I just like put it on the charger all of a sudden. I'm like, whoa, I didn't remember it was this strong. Because <laughs> I just kind of progressively let it die until it died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you can get some good yeah. battery life out of the satisfier too. I mean, considering you don't need to use it for that long. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah, it's it's you're, very short lived. You're like a, a quickie, man. <laughs> or you, yeah, you can and slow sometimes it down, you need a quickie, some, but sometimes you need to draw it out. You know? You know? Yeah, I mean, again, another it topic I'm talking about. On your day. Um, it used to take me forever to come like to have an orgasm like forever because I didn't know what I was doing and I wasn't connected and I wasn't breathing and so yeah it's it's nice to be able to get in and out <laughs> no pun intended I can get her done in 30 seconds or <laughs> or it could be like a seven minute ordeal but really not any longer than also, that also <laughs> talk about helping your sleep life like it can help you sleep so well it's an, I compare it to and like sometimes you're not always in the mood so I'm not I am not promoting like rubbing one out when you don't want to but if you feel pent yeah, up happy. it can really help you with your sleep and I compare it to like um uh, if I have if I play before bed or however you want to say this um I could take that and sleep really really well or I can take my magnesium supplement and they work pretty much the same to me <laughs> so I don't know what the science is behind that but it might just be um the the tension release you know what I mean yeah and it's not a big deal like guys jack off all the time yeah and like especially in a partnership too like also pleasuring yourself doesn't mean that you're not happy with your sex life or happy with your partner they're totally unrelated absolutely and I think it's healthy for both people to like pleasure themselves I think it's like a a common and I don't know if this happens much in real life but I feel like it does like I feel like I've had these talks and maybe it's just with younger folks but um like for example like I've walked in on a partner masturbating before in the past and in previous relationships being younger and felt almost uh jealous I don't even know how to describe the feeling Looking back on it, it's just like, oh, maybe I felt that way because I didn't have that same connection with my own self, so I didn't get it. So I felt like they'd rather do that than be with me. And you know what I mean? Like, I don't even think that being with your partner and being with yourself are comparable. Like, they're two separate things, right? Like, if you're avoiding sleeping with your partner and you're just masturbating, that's one thing. But... You know, it's a different and connection. Also, toys can come in handy with your partner too. Like some women can't orgasm at all without clitoral stimulation, and no amount of pounded and in there <laughs> is going to make you freaking orgasm. So sometimes you need both. Yeah, absolutely. And I just think that yeah, it's it's, it's a separate thing. I mean, end results probably the same. Hopefully, it's similar. <laughs> But yeah, I don't think the two are interchangeable. I think you should still be able to have that connection with yourself. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> My new catchphrase. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> are you young enough to remember that song, that show? Amen. No, was, I don't remember that It was show. like a black sitcom. Like on network television in the early 90s. I was really young, so you were probably way too young. But it was called Amen. You should Google it. It was pretty funny. It was we're in a, it was few years like apart, a church ma'am. setting. I'm, I'm five years older than you. <laughs> just a couple. Five. Cinco. You just turned 31, right? I did just turn 31. Like if we were dating, it wouldn't be a big deal. But we're talking we about. We are dating. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
I did. I did upgrade you to baby daddy the other day. I don't know. Oh, if you saw that. I'm not sugar daddy anymore. I saw daddy and I was just happy, so I didn't. <laughs> well, baby hasn't gotten any sugar in a minute because you haven't been here. So I know you're just gonna be baby I'm daddy. I'm planning on it. I'm I'm planning some workshops. I'll be there soon enough. I have like two or three concepts that I'm working at working out right now and so I'll be there soon I'm excited about it so Eden yes <laughs> what are your do you have any um any goals or wishes or things you want to work on anything that you want to do differently or bring into the new year um yes so I want the new year to continue to be the year of no. (laughs) Um, I talked about it briefly with Jessica before the podcast, how I had listened to Oprah, the Super Soul Sunday with Shonda Rhimes, where she talked about her year of yes. And I felt like 2018 was my year of yes. And then I kind of continued that until about halfway through 2019. And then I realized that just as a Sagittarius, I have the tendency to overcommit. So I needed to honor my time and my relationships and the people that I really wanted to spend time with. And sometimes that might mean missing out on an opportunity. And I'm just I really wanted to like be the year of yes, say yes to everything because you don't know what opportunity it may bring. But now I just feel like being with the people that I love is more important and I'm okay with saying no. So I want that to kind of overflow into next year. Um, I also want to settle on a 300-hour program. I had signed up for for one, but then they ended up moving the location, um, and it doesn't work with my teaching schedule at all. So I'm looking for a new 300-hour program. Um, Yoga's been really beneficial to me I feel like it's a great way to serve others um, and I want to continue to grow in my knowledge so that I can serve people well and I just want to continue to travel and teach I have a few workshops that I'm working on like I said for um, to Jessica in LA and then I reached out to some studios in other cities so I want to be able to travel more and make sure that I can help more studios be more inclusive for all bodies. And yeah, just continue to come into myself in my 30s. And yeah, that's that's all really. So what about you, Jess? What, what are your hopes for this next year? What do you want to take in? What do you want to get rid of? Yeah, so I want to continue marching to the beat of my own drum. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's so easy to, you know, everybody struggles with comparing themselves to other people. And that's been a really big um, point of concern for me for the last few years. And I feel like I've been really diligent about being gracious for what I have um, and feel, feeling, choosing to feel supported. Um, in whatever path I'm, you know, um, on. So I want to keep that um, going into the new year. Um, I want to leave behind stress 
and anxiety. Like uh, I struggled with anxiety for years and I'd had a really good handle on it. Um, and this year it like, it like came back triple, quadruple full. Like I had some really, 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 really terrible bouts of anxiety and it took me a while to realize what it was. You know, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so anxious. I'm so stressed out. Um, so I want to, I want to lose that. I need to, you know, I know what I need to do to help fix that. Um, just really stay dedicated and diligent to my own practice. Um, I want to continue teaching. Um, it fulfills me. It fills my soul. Um, would love to, um, explore additional opportunities to travel and teach as well. Um, and then outside of that, I just want to make a way to spend more time with my loved ones and my friends, um, and travel just as much, if not more, um, the next coming year. So I think they're pretty simple and pretty practical. Um, I just need to stay focused on what's important because it's <laughs> to get distracted by all kinds of things in life exactly. and in the world and to forget about what's really um, healthy and what's important. Yeah. Um, last year, my goals were very, I don't know, they were like more branch out my business, make sure that it was more of a lifestyle brand than just like a singular topic. And I felt like I successfully did that this year. I also wanted to work with a major athletic wear company. And I was able to do that with a couple of different brands. And they were more specific last year. And I feel like this year I want, I just, I want them to be a little bit more broad. I mean, I also do want to do to stay on top of my self-care. And I know that's such of a buzzword right now, but like just doing the things that make me feel good and staying dedicated to my practice, like you said, and just doing the things that somehow slip away from you in the busyness of the world. Um, like, like we were talking about earlier, like prepping our food and like having groceries available <laughs> and um, just the things that if you're busy and you don't have the stuff there for you, like the whole like kind of if you fail to plan, you plan fail type thing. Um, it can you can so easily fall down this hole of like kind of neglecting yourself a bit. And I feel like I've definitely been doing that lately because I've been so busy at work and then I teach after work and and I, I haven't been feeling my best because of that. And I want to be more mindful Absolutely. I think that um, self-care at its root um, are not things that are going to make you feel better immediately. I mean, sometimes they are, uh, but mostly self-care is about um, setting yourself up to feel good tomorrow and the day after that. So what you're doing now is going to um, support you throughout the next little while or whatever. That's that's self-care, right? Get, getting gas the night before you have to teach in LA at 9.30 in the morning. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> making your lunch so that you can just grab it and go and not have to eat like some street tacos or whatever. Like, because that's fine sometimes, but like, you know, every day that is not fine. <laughs> I know. Right. I'm like, I don't taking feel fine. Taking your probiotics. Exactly. <laughs> taking, your probi- taking your vitamins in general, drinking enough water, like. 
pee, all peeing of, after sex, like all of these things yes, are self-care. All of these things <laughs> Not are things self-care. you want to do, but you got to do it. Washing your sheets, like getting a freshly washed and made bed is like the most amazing feeling. Like just little things like that <sighs> that you don't realize put you into these ruts mm-hmm, that you need mm-hmm. to do. <laughs> Like picking up your underwear and your socks and putting them in the hamper. Yeah. <laughs> like, like all these little things are like a pain in the ass, but ultimately that's the self-care. That's what's going to propel you um, and make you feel good 10 days from now or three days from now. And sometimes it does mean just sitting on the couch and doing the dishes tomorrow, but really having that um, insight and connection to yourself and your surroundings to make that decision Um and make the best decision for you at that moment um, that's going to support you the, the best way. Uh, I hear you. I, that's definitely something I want to bring in <laughs> as well, continuing that self-care. Yeah. <sighs> Doing it well. I know. For the new year, for sure. That's like a lifelong thing. That'll be a for the next decade <laughs> or two right. or three thing. You know, and I would like to like end this. Like, if there's anybody that is actually still listening to this at this point <laughs> about the self care, like, um, it's not always. Uh, don't feel bad about not being able to do everything you feel like you're supposed to do. The way the way our life is set up, <laughs> the way my life is set up, it feels like it's impossible to get ahead at anything. Like, how are you supposed to? And we were talking about this before, but how are you supposed to go to work? pay all of your bills, uh, take care of yourself, cook your food, take your car to get registered, pay this bill, that bill, um, you know, walk the dog, clean the litter box, all these things that we're supposed to do. Like, if you feel like you're only doing half of it, you're doing pretty well and don't let ads on Instagram or like TV show, talk show hosts or anybody else make you feel shitty about what you're doing because it's really difficult and nearly impossible to manage a full adult life. Would you agree, Eden? Oh, a thousand percent. (laughs) A thousand percent agree. So, yeah. I think that's all, right? Do you have anything else to add, Jess? Um... I just want to say that I love you (laughs) (laughs) and uh, happy new year and happy holidays. And thanks for folks that are listening out there. We appreciate you and would love to hear feedback on future topics, et cetera. Absolutely. We have a nice, solid listenership and we do appreciate you guys and your ears and you guys being open to us and, it's, it's a big blessing for us. So thank you. And we will talk to you in a few weeks. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye. Confidence fits with Lola Getz. Lola Getz offers style-inclusive activewear for the curvy woman. Use code EDEN15 for 15% off of your order. Love your leggings or return them within 60 days. Want more Eden and Jessica? The fun doesn't have to end here. Follow me on Instagram at EdenJax or find Jessica at Jessica Jade Yoga. Our yoga schedules are always published, so come and flow with us in person. We'd love to have you. Self-care is anywhere with Rology. Head over to Rology and use code JessicaJadeYoga25 to save some money. Thank you so much to our sponsors, and we'll talk to you guys very, very soon.